0: Good morning, and welcome to Germantown Presbyterian Church. Whether you're worshiping with us in person or worshiping with us online, we welcome you to this time of worship. We're so glad that you're here with us. I have several announcements I want to share with you. Um, The first is that beginning next Sunday, the session has approved that we increase uh, the number that can register to come in person to 70 And, uh, of course, the online worship will continue. The reason that we are going to be able to increase our number in person is because of all the right things that we've been doing to keep each other safe. Of course, that includes our mask wearing and our social distancing. And so even in here, if you uh, you need to spread the chairs out a little bit, feel free to do that um, so that we can keep each other safe. The other thing that we did in the sanctuary that we also want to do in here is the way that we exit. And so what we pastors will do is go all the way outside so that we can greet you outside. And then what we ask you to do is sort of just, we'll call these pews, right? Um, Pew by pew, row by row. So you let the first row go first, then the second row. And that way, we don't have the clumping that can occur in here. And we just ask that you go all the way outside. If you're going off to um, a class or to something else, just, you know, keep going so that we don't have that congregating. And that will help us to keep each other safe as we continue to move through this global pandemic together. So, um, and then um, the... Other thing I want to say about the bulletins, and this is for those that are worshiping online, that you can now find those, that we have a new website, so I want you to see that, but the bulletins are located under the resource tab. So go to the resource tab at the top, and then click on bulletin, and there you'll find the bulletin for this morning. Likewise, there is a friendship pad online. And so you can sign the Friendship Pad online, and that would be really helpful for us to know who's worshiping with us online. And if you're a visitor here with us this morning, there are visitor cards that you can fill out and leave in the offering plate. We want to say huge thank you to everyone for helping with the youth auction, particularly that committee who worked so incredibly hard And to everyone who came, we had tremendous participation, and the youth raised over fourteen thousand dollars. So we're just so excited because that is going to fund the youth programming. So we appreciate so much your support of all of that the youth is doing, and particularly coming and bidding on the items that were there. We thank too all of those who made the wonderful auction items, the big baskets, the trips all the things that were there. It really was a complete GPC um, involvement and we just thank everyone for the great participation and success. The um, Special Needs promade took place on this past Friday night. It also was a huge success and so thank you for contributing to that and helping that event um, be a big success for our special needs community around Memphis. Tonight's worship will be at 6 o'clock. There are still spaces available if you want to come to that. Um, you can go on, go online and register, or I think for that worship service, is you could just come because I noticed yesterday that the number was low as far as number that is already registered. Next Sunday, the evening worship at 6 o'clock is going to be outside. It's going to be in the parking lot, and it's going to be um, set up similarly to the music events that we had last fall. So we invite you to bring your lawn chairs and the Congregational Life Committee will mark off in the parking lot where a good place to sit is versus a place that's not. So they're gonna make it be um, socially distanced with the circles that they create and the the places where you can place your lawn chairs. So um, we invite you all to come. There's no registration for that at the music events in the fall. Um, We had between 90 and 100, and it worked really well in the parking lot. So it would be wonderful if you would come to the evening worship, enjoy the fresh air and the wonderful worship service that will be at 6 o'clock outside next Sunday. I invite you to read uh, at your leisure uh, just the other announcements about what's going on in the life of the church in your bulletin. And lastly, I am saddened to share... um, The death of Sandy Franks, Um, Sandy died on April the 12th after a very brief illness uh, with pancreatic cancer. So Sandy was diagnosed on December 30th, and so it was a very quick um, just decline for Sandy. Sandy uh, was a beloved member of our congregation, our choir, our staff for over 20 years, And so, we all miss her so very much. I ask that you hold Jonathan and Woody in your hearts and lift them to God in prayer for the facing of these hours. Sandy's service will be right here in this worship space on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. There will be a registration for that service, and the registration for Sandy's service will begin around noon tomorrow. Uh, It involves our new website, and so it's not yet up, but uh, we intend to have that up around noon tomorrow. Again, that service is Wednesday at 2. It will also be live streamed um, on our Facebook page as well as on our website. Um, I invite you now to prepare your hearts and your minds for the worship of Almighty God.
1: Please stand as you are able, both here in the sanctuary and at home, and join in the call to worship as printed in your bulletin. O God, be gracious, hear our prayer, and answer when we cry out.
2: For you alone give us hope hope in in our distress. distress.
1: You You will not pass pass us by. by. O God, be gracious to your children, reminding us that we are yours, and you are our God. In our our living living and in in our our day, we we belong belong to God. God. We belong belong to to God. God. O God, be gracious, for we come to worship your holy name. We come to give you all honor and praise. praise.
3: Let Let us worship worship the the Lord our our God God, together in this place.
1: place. Us to repent hears us and trusts that our creator knows us through and through. Let us open our hearts to God's forgiveness and healing as we confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray in unison. Good, Good and gracious God, God we, we are, are creatures, creatures of, of dust, of ignorant, ignorant of, of your revelation, revelation misunderstanding, misunderstanding your life. death and resurrection resurrection among us, needing needing forgiveness. We repent of our our failure to give give
4: us
5: as you have given to us.
3: us.
4: We We beg beg your mercy
5: for our fallen world. We seek your word that we may live live with the faith of Jesus. Be our solace in this life and and always. We ask ask this as as your own children,
3: children, holy and and incomplete,
5: Forgive us us and and lead lead us, us, we we pray.
1: Through Christ we pray. Declare to you in the name of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that our sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and also with you. I invite you to turn to your neighbors around you, and also and wave, <laughs> and also to thank of those who are usually here with us. And reach out to them this afternoon or next week. Remind them that you love them and you miss them, and um, and checking on their well-being. <laughs>
6: Good morning, boys and girls. How are you? Boy and girls, how are you? (laughs) Good. Well, we have had a very busy month um, at church this month, and so we usually do our Bible verse of the month at the very beginning of the month, Um, but we've been so busy, we've missed that. So I want to share with you our Bible verse of the month. This is our Bible verse that we study in Sunday school for the month and we study the stories of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament that helps us to learn about peace. So I wanted to see, um, does anybody want to read our Bible verse of the month for us? Jean, you wanna do it?
3: Peace, so let us do all we can to live in peace and let us work hard to build up one another. Romans 14, 19.
6: Very good. So we, we are talking about peace this month, and our Bible verse reminds us to let us to work hard to build one another up in peace, and it is something that we can work on. So we have these little stickers, and you can put them up. I encourage you to put them up in your mirror, in your bathroom, or maybe in the window of your car, and keep it in front of you. Keep your faith in front of you to help you to remember what the Bible says and how God wants us to live. It's a good visual, and I encourage parents to work with your kids to do this as well so will you bow your heads with me and will you pray with me can you pray after me dear loving father thank you for your word the bible help us to live in peace and help us to follow jesus amen
5: As we prepare to hear what God's going to say to us this morning, would you join me in a prayer? Holy Spirit as we enter within to your presence we invite and welcome and crave you to come to come and speak into the depths of our lives for we your servants are listening this we pray in your holy name amen our first reading is taken from the epistle first john in the second chapter, starting with the 28th verse, hear these words. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he is revealed, we may have confidence and not put to shame, be put to shame before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who does right has been born of him. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world doesn't know us is that it didn't know him so beloved we are god's children now what we will be hasn't yet been revealed but what we do know is this when he is revealed we will be like him for we will see him as he is And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure.
0: Our second reading this morning is our lectionary gospel from St. Luke's narrative of what happened when Jesus appeared to his disciples in Jerusalem following his resurrection. Hear now God's word to us from Luke 24, starting at verse 36b. Let us hear God's word to us. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see For a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, Jesus said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Family meals are so important to the development of close family relationships. Parents to children and vice versa and siblings, one to the other, extended families, cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents. We all love to gather around the table. We all love to gather in our kitchens. And the same is true for communities. It's around table fellowship that we really meet people where they are and get to know them in the best kind of way, usually. I say usually because we all know that not every family meal is completely joyous. I have vivid memories of under-the-table kicking by one or more of my not-to-be-named siblings directed at me, usually by the sibling who very much wanted to stop me from tattling for whatever the latest injustice was that had been done to me. I'm the youngest. Nevertheless, I learned the importance of fellowship, and shared meals to the creating and nurturing of relationships with family and friends. Not only in my own family, but also at Wednesday night suppers at First Presbyterian Conway, Arkansas. My two favorite things about Wednesday night suppers. The first one was I got to sit at the kids table with my friends and I didn't have to sit with my mom and my siblings. My other favorite part was being in the kitchen as the women of the church were preparing the meal and listening to their wisdom. That's how it came to me, their wisdom about life and about what it meant to be together in that place. In my own home, with my husband and my children, we set aside Thursday evenings. No one had any planned activities for Thursday evening for that was our time for family night suppers we discovered that if we didn't set aside the time and the space then we would all just get too busy to have time to sit down and share a meal together and to nurture those relationships with one another we see table fellowships modeled for us by Jesus throughout the new testament You've heard me say, when I serve at the table of our Lord, he was always the guest in the homes of Mary and Martha and Joanna and Susanna and Peter and Zacchaeus, but at this table he is our host. Jesus modeled table fellowship for all with eyes to see the importance then and now for us to break bread together. Why? What's the primary purpose? I gave a hint just a moment ago. It's where Jesus meets those in his midst right where they are. It's where he really gets to know them. It's where he shares his most vulnerable self. It's where he soothes their souls and calms their fears and says, Peace be with you. And later he says, My peace I leave with you. Following his model, it's where we can do the same with our family, our friends, our community of faith, and beyond, on the other side of this pandemic. Something else important happens in the narratives. As Luke tells the story, he unfolds his stories logically and deliberately, always preparing the hearer of his stories for what is yet to come and the significance of the stories. Luke's primary concern is to inform the reader who Jesus of Nazareth was, who he is as the suffering, crucified Savior and the risen, exalted Lord, and what it means to be a follower and then an apostle of Jesus. That is, the responsibility that followers of Jesus have to go forth and follow according to his life and to his teachings, sharing the love of God with everyone. We heard it in the first John reading, If you know that he is righteous, then, beloved, we know that we are God's children now. But what we will be has not yet been revealed. We don't have to have it all figured out for God will lead the way. Hopefully, our Easter sermon series will reveal to us more and more who we are, what we're called to do as children of God, that is to belong and then believe, and then that we are called to bless and share the good news of the gospel and share our blessings with everyone we meet. Indeed, Jesus meets his disciples right where they are. He provides for each one all that they need so that they can believe, including Thomas. Many of us are like Thomas. We need to see. We need something tangible. Thomas needed to see and touch Jesus in order to believe. Jesus provided sight and sound and smell He engaged all of their senses so that they would have all the tools that they needed to go forth into the world, empowering others to also believe. Luke takes a very deliberate path in his storytelling. He slows us down. He wants his readers to really grasp that Jesus, fully divine and fully human, rose again from the tomb. And further, the significance of this action, what it makes not only in their lives, but in the lives of all who will follow, including us. Luke, like Jesus, wants us to really understand Can you imagine how difficult grasping the teachings of Jesus in this moment must have been for these disciples there in that room? They're experiencing such a multitude of emotions. Fear, frustration, guilt, doubt, anxiety, suspicion, distrust, restlessness, despondency, terror, and even regret. Think about when you've been in your darkest pit and you have felt these emotions too. They, they seem to come up at you like wave after relentless wave until you feel as though the waters are just lapping underneath your chin and you can hardly catch your breath. And in walks our risen Lord, stands before you and says, "'Peace be with you.'" Jesus enters into the moment, meeting his disciples right where they are in the midst of their anxiety and their fear and all these other emotions. He meets them with words of comfort and assurance. And he also says to them, "'Why are you afraid?' Why have doubts arisen in your hearts? We can imagine that they might respond something like this, because everything we've known to be true is no more, because our worlds are upside down, because we do not know who to trust, because we might die. Paul writes from his prison cell in Rome, to the church at Philippi that even in his suffering he was blessed to proclaim the good news of the gospel even in his suffering. Can you imagine doing the same? Is proclaiming the gospel the first thing that you think of when you're experiencing the depths of what might seem like to you your own bottomless pit? Paul had learned well what it meant to be a true follower of Jesus, and the responsibility that comes with receiving the grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We hear in Jesus' voice his wondering of what has happened to his apostles' faith. Might he wonder the same about the faith of 21st century followers? Luke writes that they all thought they'd seen a ghost, just like when Jesus was walking on the Sea of Galilee towards them, and Peter says, are you a ghost? And Jesus responds, fear not, it is I. His words of comfort and assurance. How do we, 21st century followers of Jesus, fear not? Take heart and believe in our risen Lord. And what does it mean in our lives that Jesus is alive and lives among us even now? What is he to us? How do we respond when we, like these disciples, are utterly terrified of the unknown, of what's going to come next in our lives? And who are we to him Luke helps his readers slow down and experience the fully divine and fully human risen Jesus so that they might know and believe and be able to answer questions like this Jesus is not a ghost he does not come to them as a fabrication of their imaginations He is, like them, human. He invites them to look closely at him and even touch him. Jesus is hungry, and he asks for something to eat. He wants to have table fellowship with them. The startled, disbelieving, confused disciples give him fish, and they eat together. And yet he is also fully divine, for he is alive when they knew that he was dead. He appeared to them in that room where the door had been sealed and locked, and he stands before them. These are not human actions. These are miracles that have occurred. Jesus is both and, and therein lies a piece of the mystery of our faith. It's about trust, belief, faith. Hope, even when we can't physically see him, even and especially when we are in the deep, dark pits of the experiences of our lives, even today, as we mourn our beloved Sandy. Here is where Jesus meets us. Just as he met his disciples in that upper room in Jerusalem, just as he met his disciples in that room in Emmaus, he meets them right where they are after the resurrection event. Still we wonder. Still we are distrustful, and sometimes we are fearful of the unknown, of what might come next. We are so much like this weary band of followers. So Jesus comes to us with words of comfort and assurance, saying, peace be with you. And then Jesus opens their minds to understand the scripture. Isn't that just the coolest thing? Jesus himself helps his followers to see the big picture of God's purposes and aims and agenda for creation. All this time, God has been about reconciling the world back to God's self, from the law of Moses to the prophets to the Psalms. It's always been about what God is doing in the world, God's world, and it all has a purpose, God's purpose. Jesus tells his followers plainly then that they are commissioned by him as witnesses, of all that God has done and is doing in the world. Jesus declares that his followers are now ready to be credible, reliable witnesses in Jerusalem and to all the nations, leaving no one out because of all that they have seen and all that they know. But what about us? Are we credible, reliable witnesses for Jesus Christ. Certainly we're supposed to, but are we? Have we moved beyond our own distrust and doubt and fear? Have we opened our minds to God's living word, Jesus, standing among us? Have we grasped God's big picture and purpose of reconciliation of the world to God? Have we even looked around to see where God is at work and then joined with God in God's mission and ministry in our communities and in our families and in our world? Have we let go of our need to control and come to see that it's not about us? It's only about God. In order to prepare ourselves to take heart and believe in our risen Lord and then go forth for him, we must come together as the people of God here and now. We must study and fellowship and serve and have table fellowship with each other. We must be vulnerable and share our hurts and our wounds just as Jesus did and always with Jesus Christ at the center of our conversations. For the more we do these things together as followers of Jesus Christ, the more, the less weary and the more hardy we become as a band of followers of Jesus. The more we move outside of ourselves and towards the world, the more we are able to comprehend what it means that Jesus is alive and lives among us even now. For it is then that we will be more, we will more readily experience in each person we meet Jesus Christ. And everywhere we move and live and have our being, we will begin to see Christ in others. And then we will truly be the credible, reliable witnesses to the resurrection that we are called to be right here, right now. A few minutes ago, I asked, who are you to Christ? You know, sometimes folks would rather just worship with us on Sunday mornings, either in person or online, and not be bothered with being important to Christ the rest of the week. But that is not who we as followers of Jesus Christ are called to be. Luke tells us that Jesus opened the minds of his disciples so that they could comprehend God's purpose for all of creation. His first disciples were called to take heart, believe, and then go forth, following Jesus' footsteps. And so are we. As we began to slowly and carefully emerge from the shadows of this global pandemic, we all need to discern and discover together who are we as the people of God here and now. Who is God calling us to be in the, in the future, going forward? And how will this calling be lived out as together we all take heart, believe, and go forth into the world? Jesus meets us right where we are and where God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will lead this band of followers of Jesus, this body of Christ, our community of faith that we call Germantown Presbyterian Church, we cannot yet know, for it has not yet been revealed. But we know this for sure. God, by the power of the Holy Spirit within us, will be able to accomplish abundantly, far more than we can even imagine or ask. It's all very exciting to think about what God intends to do in and through us. My friends, no matter where God leads us, Jesus comes and stands among us, meeting us right where we are, always bringing us words of comfort and assurance and saying to our anxious selves, Peace be with you. And like that band of first century followers of Jesus, we come to discern together where God will lead us. We come to take heart, believe, and go forth into the world. And to that end, may all glory, honor, and praise be given to God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.
7: Friends, we have heard the word read and proclaimed, so let us respond as we rise in body or spirit and affirm what we believe, using the language of the brief statement of faith from our Book of Confessions. You'll notice that there are parts for us to read, so please join as listed. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom alone we worship and serve. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, healing the sick, binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling all to repent and believe the gospel. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image, male and female, of every race and people, to live as one community. God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation God makes us heirs with Christ of the covenant, like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home. God is faithful still. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of peoples long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, come, Lord Jesus. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to welcome to the lectern at this time uh, Mr. Jonathan Torres. He is the chief executive officer for Memphis Athletic Ministries to provide us with a moment for mission.
2: Thank you. Good morning. First of all, thank you, Germantown Presbyterian Church. This church has, uh, has been a supporter of Memphis Athletic Ministries for quite some time. Uh, so first, I wanna say thank you. It is a joy to be up here uh, to be able to share with you and, and talk to you for just a moment. Um, again, first, uh, for those that, uh, that do not know uh, Memphis Athletic Ministries, we are more affectionately known as MAM, mainly because we're lazy. Um, so uh, MAM exists to coach, grow, and lead the youth of Memphis to help them discover their identity in Christ and their purpose in the community. Uh, what we do is we use sports to be able to engage with kids across the city to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So normally we have about 700 kids every day across eight locations uh, that are playing sports, reading books, engaging with adults, and hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We miss those days. Um, We have switched and kind of pivoted ourselves to be able to serve kids during the school day where kids can come to our locations across the city of Memphis and be with us from 7 a.m. till about 6 p.m. every single day as they do virtual learning at school. It's been quite an adjustment. We are still figuring things out, but it's been a blessing to be able to be with kids almost all day every day. So we've, uh, we've learned one specific important thing, though. Kids are dying to be able to get back to playing and having fun and engaging with adults in a caring, loving, safe environment. So we are we are excited to get back to being able to work with kids in that way in the coming months. Um, so we are planning on having our summer academy where we can work with kids, um, be able to help them to to work on their academic progress, and we are hoping to get back to sports in the coming months. Um, so. Uh, how can you get involved with sharing the gospel uh, with kids across this city? Uh, I would ask that you uh, first uh, pray for us. Uh, we're looking for ways uh, to be able to engage with more people. And as, uh, as things are, are beginning to open back up, we're excited to be able to, uh, to do more. But we still need lots of people to be praying for us uh, every single day. Um, second would be to maybe consider coaching a team to engage with uh, some young men and women, to be able to share the gospel with them, to be able to encourage them, to learn their names, learn about their families, where they come from, and be able to coach them up to be able to experience a life that is uh, abundant in Christ. I would uh, pray that you guys would consider being a literacy coach. Many of uh, the members here at Germantown Presbyterian Church uh, are helping our students learn by helping them read uh, simple sight words, one of my favorite stories was recently I heard that uh, one of the, the ladies here, Miss Lisa, has been working with a young girl named Aubrey, and she'll take words and hide them around the room, and Aubrey can't wait to play a game and look for all the words so that she can read them back to Miss Lisa. It is a joy to be able to help a child understand how to read so that they can read the Word of God when they get older, and they can read the, the Scripture for themselves. Um, and if you, are, if you are so daring, I'd even ask that you consider being a mentor. Uh, one of the fun things about uh, our high school students is helping them set goals and then helping them find ways to achieve those goals. So uh, we're praying and hoping that, uh, that you would consider ways to get involved. If you'd like, you can go to our website. It is mamsports.org, M-A-M-Sports with an S dot O-R-G. And you can sign up for ways to get involved. Um, so I pray, I encourage you uh, to, to get involved and to, to help us to be able to share the gospel with kids. Um, but thank you for the support that you have done uh, over the many years. You are a blessing to us. We appreciate it. God bless.
7: Thank you, Jonathan, for that gracious invitation. grace of Almighty God overflows for us at all times and in all things. In that comfort, let us turn to God who hears our prayers. Loving God, we pray for the church in the world and its leaders. May we continue to be living witnesses for you. We pray for the global community. Enable and embolden us to serve those in need and to work for peace, justice, and equity. We pray for our nation. May our leaders be led by your wisdom as we seek to work out our differences and so that we may be a blessing to other nations. We pray for your creation. Make us good stewards, so that many generations will know the goodness of your gifts. We pray for all those who are oppressed, abused, or outcast. Help us to be advocates for the powerless and to be compassionate toward the whole human family, showing kindness, seeking justice, offering welcome, giving shelter. We pray for those who are ill or suffer in body, mind, or spirit, Make us agents of your restoration and healing. We pray for all caregivers and all those who serve others. Strengthen them in body and soul. We pray for all those who have lost a beloved child, parent, sibling, family member, or friend especially for those who have had lives shattered by senseless violence. Mend their hearts, bring your comforting peace, and help us to support those who grieve. We pray for this congregation, guide us to continue to proclaim the good news to all and empower the work of your ministry. We lift up to you in a moment of silence, Lord, the prayers we hold privately. Hear us now, O God, as we bind our hearts and voices together praying as you taught the disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we trust in God who provides for all our needs, may we joyfully share our abundance with others. For those worshiping in the sanctuary this morning, you'll find the offering plates at the door as you exit. If you're worshiping online, you're encouraged to go to the giving tab on the GPC website, to direct your gifts to the ministries of Germantown Presbyterian Church. We also encourage everyone to consider the many ways you can give of your time and talents by participating in the committees and mission activities as listed in the bulletin or as you heard today. Let us now commit our tithes and offerings. god we rejoice in the gift of your holy spirit it brings us together to live as your hands and feet in the world and fills us with compassion grace and love we dedicate ourselves and our offerings to your purposes in the world by the power of the holy spirit amen
0: Jesus comes to us and calms us with words of comfort and assurance, saying, Peace be with you, so that we might take heart, believe, and go forth into all the world, sharing the good news and the love and the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus is always beside you and leading the way. So now, as you go forth into the world, may the love of God Peace of Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God abide with each and every one of you, binding you to one another and to Almighty God now and forevermore. And let God's people say, Amen.